Hello and welcome to another episode of Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Matthew McDowell and I am really grateful to be with you again and able to share another thought for the day. Um, and today's podcast, I am going to talk about Yeshua. Um, and in, in particular, I am going to be reading a portion of scripture or a few snippets from uh, P- Paul's letter to the Colossians. So Colossians chapter 1 and a bit of chapter 2 as well. And... You know, the reason I actually I want to I want to you know focus this podcast or today's podcast on this is because this is kind of where I ended up this week, um, just on my own on my own walk. This is kind of where where I've ended up this week is is this portion of scripture, and it's really impacted me. And I'm going to tell the truth, guys. I really needed it. <laughs> so um I sat down last night to prepare for 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 this podcast and I had a couple of ideas of of things that I wanted to talk about and we I might kind of touch on some of them but I was feeling a little bit uh I was feeling a little bit empty to be, if I'm totally honest so I had a tough couple of days <laughs> Nothing, nothing drastic or tragic. Just, um, just the stresses of life. Um, just things with work, you know, um, relational things. Uh, you, you know, just the usual stuff of life. I'd taken a couple of hits this week, <laughs> as I sat down, um, and as I sat down last night to kind of do a bit of prep and pull together. Uh, podcast um, or an idea for for a podcast I was really feeling a little bit <laughs> I was feeling a little bit knocked for six like it went a couple of rounds so as I, I began to engage the Lord and kind of seek some divine assistance <laughs> really um, I felt an engagement that I hadn't kind of had before and it it was actually as I was casting my mind back over I was casting my mind back over over you know some of the podcasts that I'd, I'd recorded previously, some of the episodes we've done here, and I thought back to one where um, I'd done a number of months ago called "Faith, Hope, and Humility." And I thought about that line of, of faith and hope, and as I as I kind of turned my heart to engage, even that verse of faith uh, is confidence in what we hope for. I felt this. I felt this hope begin to rise in my heart, and I'm going to tell you guys, it was like a you know a cold, you know ice cold, pure water, you know on a roasting hot day, you know that kind of, you know when you're parched, absolutely parched of thirst, and you get a long cold drink. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me last night as I turned and engaged. Uh, engaged hope and you know I think I've discussed before and other people have taught in this podcast of of these of, of the reality of heavenly beings and our ability now to engage with, with heavenly beings and that 
that oh, not always in our engagement with you know these things aren't aren't always concepts or they are concepts but beyond that there's also this kind of relational element to engaging with things like faith engaging with being a faith and I felt like I engaged with a being of hope and it was deeply refreshing um, and, and really what I needed so it prompted me to go and look at you know the verse I don't know there's a lot of verses with hope in them but maybe this one is the most um most well-known, which is uh, Colossians 1, 27, where Paul says, um, you know, and it's Christ, the, the mystery of the, the mystery of the gospel, really, that's Christ within and among you, the hope of glory. So Christ in you, the hope of glory. Which is pretty amazing statement, you know. In fact, I'm going to go back and I'm going to start reading because that was my plan. My plan was to read and, I, and I've set off on a, t- on a tangent, standard behaviour, but this is going to be about Yeshua. So, guys, something that I've thought for a long time is really, you know, what what distinguishes us from the world? What distinguishes believers, sons of God, from unbelievers, you know? Um, and I, I personally, I really think that hope is the primary thing. And I know that seems kind of bold, there's so much else, love, you know, peace, joy. But I really think that hope is the primary thing that we have that others do not. And and it's just so precious because it's Christ, <laughs> you know, because it's Christ in us is the hope of glory. We have a hope of glory. We have a greater hope than anyone can ever have without engaging in a personal relationship with Jesus. And that's a powerful thing, and that's a precious thing, and it's a highly contentious thing. You know, to those who have no hope, hope can be a real offence. And as much as I, I mean, I'm a positive person and I like to look for the best in every scenario, and when I look at the world, I don't think, oh, big, big bad world, uh, you know, uh, it's all going to pieces in this kind of, you know, I, I believe that the kingdom's expanding. I believe that, you know, the kingdom is increasing always and that things are, you know, yeah, basically that, that the kingdom is always increasing. Yeah, the increase of your kingdom, there'll be no end. So regardless of, you know, the, the darkness that's in the world, there's always a greater light and it's always growing. But I do think, you know, in most of our Western society, it, there is a degree of, of hopelessness that is really crippling to is really crippling to your spirit. It's really crippling to people's spirit, and it's the kind of, it's something that we, you know, as believers need to be cautious about because as we engage with the world, there, you know, we are engaging in a battle really, and that battle. That battle often is falls down to one of, of between hope and hopelessness. And actually, part of the reason I was prompted to kind of think along those lines, even in the first place, was a conversation I had with a really good friend of mine who isn't a believer recently, and he, he was asking me, I say he's not a believer, but he's, you know, he's let's just say he's open to some considerations. Um, 
I think he asked me something. He was asking about a friend who who hadn't been well and had sought prayer and had improved. And he asked, "Do you think we'll ever get to a place where we where we know, you know, where we know?" And his words were scientifically, you know, where we know scientifically what what those things that what what healing is, right? What what is that that when people get healed, will it ever be a case where things of healing? Miracles, what we call miracles now, will be scientifically proven and the, the mystery will be gone. And I thought it was really kind of interesting question because I, I mean, I don't think that, I don't think they ever will because not within the boundaries of science. Because essentially what is the technology of healing and what is the technology of miracles is, is, is these things that we're talking about, faith, hope, joy, peace. And they're not things that will ever fall within a scientific method because a scientific method, as we understand it in the Western world, um, because they're, they're beings. <laughs> because they're, these are heavenly beings and relational, and, and they're, it's, it's these, these and relational uh, technologies and really they're, they're artifacts of a higher dimension can never be fully fully described um, from from the perspective of let's say creation my word I have talked all around what I was going to talk about today but it just made me think again just how precious it is for us to have hope and really what is hope what is our hope of glory it is Christ within us and so that brought me to this this passage in Colossians um, and I want to read these things and I want you guys to imagine something here with me just as a kind of thought experiment because so many things that, that we read, you know, we read in the Bible and, you know, we've heard a number of times before, you know, we've heard this, we've maybe heard this stuff hundreds of times. And what I want you guys to, to, to um, do or yeah, to engage with me today or, as this kind of thought experiment is just imagine you're Paul for a second because essentially what is Paul doing here Paul's the first guy to ever say these things really he was the he wrote this <laughs> you know he was the first guy to put this stuff on paper and it is wild what he's saying is absolutely wild so this is him talking about Yeshua. He is the exact likeness of the unseen God. He is the firstborn of all creation. For it was in him that all things were created in heaven and on earth, things seen and things unseen, whether thrones, dominions, rulers or authorities, all things were created and exist through him and in and for him. Now, I, I, this is this is what I mean. Like this sort of thing, you guys have maybe heard this hundreds of times before, but imagine you're Paul. Imagine you're the first person to ever say this, that all things, for in him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, Seen and unseen, thrones, dominions, rulers, authority, all things created exist through him and in and for him. Imagine you're the first person to ever say this. 
It's wild. <laughs> and imagine you're even you're talking within the context of, you know, a generation of the, the, the life of the man who, who was representing who he's talking about here, he was represented as a man. It's so wild. He himself existed before all things, and in, th and in him all things consist. He is also the head of his body, the church, seeing he is the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead, so that he alone in everything and in every respect might occupy the chief place. Wild. And I'm going to go to chapter 2. I'm going to read just a couple other uh, sections here where, of Paul's description of Yeshua. He says, In him all the treasures of divine wisdom and knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden. Just think about that. All the treasures of divine wisdom and knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden. For in him, I'm jumping about here, this isn't sequential, but that was that was verse 3, now I'm going to go verse 9. For in him, the whole fullness of deity continues to dwell in bodily form. He, and this, and now uh, verse 10, he, and he is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. Just imagine you were the first person to ever say those things. <laughs> People would potentially think you absolutely do lolly, but it's it's just it's just incredible, really. It's just incredible to imagine the uh, the level of intimacy, the level of revelation that Paul walked in to make these claims to be or or to to state these truths. Sorry, I'm saying make these claims, but to state these truths to be the first to do that. And I want to go back now and finish on that, that verse, chapter 127. Yeah, I'm going to, sorry, read um, 25, yeah. So he's talking about how I, I, Paul, I became a minister in accordance with the divine stewardship which was entrusted to me for you to make the word of God fully known to you. The mystery of which was hidden for ages and generations, but is now revealed to his holy people, to whom God was pleased to make known how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ, within you and among you, the hope of glory. So guys, um, I hope you've enjoyed that episode today and I just pray I just want to pray for you right now that you would uh, as you've listened and as you go on about your day today that you would you would feel that presence of that hope hope of glory that you would feel that presence of Christ in you that you would know the reality of union with Yeshua who is the whole fullness of deity dwelling in bodily form so I hope you've enjoyed this, hope it's blessed you and until next time, shalom and keep well.